Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hate to break it, you're not the same as anyone here But we can take it, we're short or brown or round or we're queer I got a feeling, we are onto something here Live from the Etc. Theatre in Camden The Spontaneity Shop presents Global Pillage I'm your host, Deborah Francis-White This is the show starring you, the hive mind And if you worry, trouble might be coming your way In it together, I think it's what I heard the man say I got a feeling, we are gonna be okay Hello, I'm Deborah Francis-White and this is Global Pillage the comedy show all about idioms, cultures, customs and norms, demonstrating just how odd the human race is. I'm joined today by four delightful comedians who will show off their cosmopolitan outlooks and wide frames of reference, or if that doesn't work, just make knob gags. <laughs> this is a show where you, the hive mind of the audience, don't have to sit in silence, just seething, knowing the answer. No, we're going to come to you. And if you know the answer, shout it out. And if you don't know the answer, shout it out. Otherwise, Ned Sedgwick on scores will deduct points for no answers at all. On my left, playing for the ones on the left, brackets politically, close brackets, <laughs> Avery Edison and Radu Isaac. <laughs> and on my right, as fantastically corrupt mate, Gabriel Abulu and Felicity Ward. <laughs> And the audience is playing for the hive mind. And if you're listening at home or jogging in the park or on a bus, they are representing you. Now, making sure that every I is dotted and every T is crossed, please welcome Ned Sedgwick on Wikipedia in Penance Corner. Hello. And on keyboard, being fantastically musical, implausibly musical, please welcome the wonderful Mark Hodge. Um, all right, so uh, the ones on the left, Avery, uh, how are you diverse, Avery Edison? Um, well, uh, I'm a transgender woman, uh, which is very popular these days. Um, I'm gay, which is confusing. I have mental health problems, so I'm on medication that makes me twitch, so you'll keep seeing me adjust my eye during the show. 
Um, you sound mid-Atlantic. I do. I'm British. I'm very, very British. I was brought up down in Dorset, but after a little while I left Dorset because that's what you should do if you live in Dorset. <laughs> <laughs> and I went over to uh, America first and then up into Canada, and I spent way too long uh, in Toronto. And then after a little while, came back here. So. Okay, so you're so fantastically diverse. I think we should have ended with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because now, Radu Isaac, how are you diverse? Compete uh, with that. I'm just Romanian. I'm white. Uh, I can't keep a rhythm. <laughs> Earlier, I was just mouthing the words. If I would have sang, uh, I would have ruined the song. Oh, on my right, uh, the fantastically corrupt mate. Why are you called fantastically corrupt mate first? Uh, because of David Cameron's comments about uh, Nigeria being fantastically corrupt. Oh. And Gabriel is... Uh, his parents? A Nigerian. And mate is, you know. Yeah, because you are a little bit Australian. It's because I sound like a banjo. That's why. <laughs> uh, so, Felicity Ward, that might answer the question, how are you diverse? Uh, I'm Australian. Uh, not that diverse. Um, well, we do, but we pretend that we're not. <laughs> Um, uh, I had a pan toilet until I was 11 and a pan toilet is kind of like a biscuit tin with a hat and it gets empty. It's a toilet that gets emptied once a week by a dunny man. Wow. So you had poor sanitation. Yes. That is diverse. Pre-Victorian sanitation. Wow. Um, and I play guitar. That's, I mean, I'm just trying to mix it up. No, sure. No, no, sure. And I'm white and I'm hetero, which makes me like really diverse. Okay. All right. Gabriel Abulu, how are you diverse? Um, well, the obvi- obviously, there's one obvious reason I'm diverse because I am, you know, this sexy shade of chocolate. Um, <laughs> that's what we call ourselves in the meetings you're invited to. Um, <laughs> you have them. You, you you have them too. You just call them prime minister's questions. Um, but <laughs> that was the that was the first truth bomb of the night. I'm no, I am diverse because I'm a black man from Peckham and my parents are from Nigeria. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. And Mark Hodge on keyboards. How are you diverse? Well, I'm not obviously terribly diverse, except that I am a gay piano player living in Brighton. <laughs> so you're diverse in London, but in Brighton you are just couldn't be more the norm. <laughs> absolutely run of the mill. <laughs> and Ned Sedgwick in Pedant's Corner, how are you diverse? Um, on the surface, I might just be another straight, white, middle-class Englishman, but I can speak conversational Burmese, so I'm basically, you know... Yeah. Mix there. <laughs> basic, basically. We're all waiting to see how you finish that sentence. I, I was, I start, I'm going to be honest here. I started the sentence and I was like, this is going to end very badly. Um, can luck- I take issue with middle class? Yes, you can. Yeah, okay. Yes. Can we bump it up a bit? Yes. Just up to upper class? Okay. Yeah. Lower upper middle class. <laughs> Ned Sedgwick is in that very small band, Lower Upper Middle Class. That is quite marginalised, to be honest. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a toughie. You have to, you know, you don't get a job in Parliament, you're screwed. (laughs) I mean, when will you guys get a break? That's what I want to know. Tell me about it. Where's your rally? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could you say, where's your rally in Burmese? I, no. I, <laughs> How I was, about, I was, I was just going to say something in Burmese. And that's not the kind of conversation that I had. <laughs> Never open a conversation when, when with a rally in Burma. How are you doing? What's the weather like? Where's your rally, actually? <laughs> Ironically, there were quite a lot of rallies going along when I lived in Burma. That's what I was saying. You wouldn't want to say that in Burma. You no. might start to riot. Yeah. Uh, what? So very peaceful, actually. Sorry. I'm so sorry. That was an uninclusive yeah. thing to say. And it was a microaggression. That was mhokbu, as they say there. What does that mean? Bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
we always <laughs> learn the important things in other languages, <laughs> don't, don't we? Don't you? Um, all right. Okay. Uh, so every episode of Global Pillage, our hive mind gets to create a piece of music. Mark. All I need is one letter from A to G. We're going to start up here at the back. Okay. I'm going to do three from the audience. Anyone? Uh, D. D? Okay, we're now writing the theme tune to EastEnders. <laughs> right, okay, so that's C and D. Yep. Uh, down here. F. Oh, I like that. Very nice. And one from the panel, please. The ones on the left, brackets, politically closed brackets. E. Okay. All right, that's all right. We can work with it. We can work with it. And one from Fantastically Corrupt. G. I feel a bit like Rachel Riley in Countdown. (laughs) Okay, there is definitely one here, but can you come back to me a bit later on? There's definitely a way to do it. (laughs) All right. The first round today, our theme is life and death. Life and death. All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first. All right, fingers on buzzers. When raising money for a funeral, one tribe in Indonesia does what unusual fundraising activity? Fantastically corrupt, mate. Do they take requests of who to kill? (laughs) And then do a collection. So they do it on behalf of families that want other people killed. And that's how they raise money. For their own <clears throat> funeral. Yeah. Gabe, okay. is that what you're thinking as well? Correct. Yep. <laughs> so is that your final answer, Fantastically yeah. Corrupt, mate? Yeah. yeah. Pleased with that answer? Okay, the ones on the left brackets, politically brackets, what do they do? I, If I'm honest, I want to refuse to answer this one on the grounds that if it's anything but Kickstarter, it's obsolete. <laughs> do you think people are kickstartering their funerals? What but you'd they have should. to get they takes have, ages yeah. on Kickstarter, you'd have to get going well into your life, wouldn't well, you? They I mean, could you use, you know, Indiegogo or um just giving. I, I think feel like it one. would be indie dead dead. Yeah. Or, or just died. Mm-hmm. Um Radu? I was thinking maybe something like they were pre selling their uh, valuables. Pre-selling oh. their valuables. So you sell off your piano just as if you're about to die. Yes. Whose death are you planning? <laughs> that would make me diverse, wouldn't it? No longer being alive. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's true. If our keyboardist was I dead, I think it's pretty hack to be dead. It's been done many times. <laughs> Hive mind of the audience. When raising money for a funeral, one tribe in Indonesia does what unusual fundraising activity? Yes. I reckon there's entrance fee to kind of see the body before you have the burial. Oh. En- charge entry to see the corpse before the funeral. That is a great idea. Tribal and in capitalism. a very real way, something no one's thought of for the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> <laughs> well, it but, depends how you're talking about dying. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. If it's on stage, for me, it's most nights I charge. <laughs> charge to see me die. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody else? Yes. Put the body on a podium like the statues at South Bank. Put the body on the podium like the statues at South Bank. And then you charge for it like art, like an art exhibition. Yeah, except the statue's not going to say hello. No, the statue will will have limited dialogue. (laughs) So no matter how many coins you put in the machine, it's... Because on the way here, walking through Camden, there was a man 
he was sort of straddling something and he was painted silver and when you put money in his box he, he started fishing with a fishing rod he jiggled did you see him coming out of Camden Town no okay go back now and you see him so it's like that's just a disappointing frozen moving statue in Covent Garden okay alright so audience do you think it's A charge money to see the body or a disappointing moving statue Okay, all right, just one buzz for that. In fact, the answer is they walk the corpse around their community and people donate money to them, like Penny for the Dead Guy. <laughs> In Tibet, they perform what are known as sky. Tibet. I think you'll find Tibet. it Tibet. Well, you don't. All, right, all right, that's not very inclusive. In Romania, it's called Tibet. <laughs> Thank you. In China, it's called China, so. <laughs> In Tibet, they perform what are known as sky burials. What happens to the deceased person in a sky burial? Fantastically corrupt, mate. Is this where they just put a body in a bag and then stick it in the luggage compartment of a plane <laughs> and just stays there until it decomposes? Okay. Is it, is it, is it a Ryanair death? <laughs> Do you know when someone dies on a plane, they have to fold them up and put them in a cupboard? I, you know, I thought it was they just put a sheet. They weren't allowed to move them. They just put a sheet in it. I so read just to no, no. They're Weirdly, I read just today on the internet that if you're sitting next to someone who dies, what they do is they just make them look like they're asleep because they're not allowed to declare them dead on the plane. It's too complicated. So they, they say they're dead on arrival. You have to have like a proper person, like a doctor or coroner, to say what they're so. Is there a coroner on the plane? If you hear that, <laughs> that's a bit of a giveaway, though, isn't it? <laughs> No, it's fine, they're just asleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, when I went back to Australia at Christmas, someone passed away on the flight. Yeah. It was... Did they put them in a cupboard? Is this how you know this? Did they walk it up and down to raise money? For yeah, the yeah. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, I know that you're sleeping, um, but someone's just died. Have you got a few? You know when they, you know when they get the Save the Children? Yeah, Save yeah. the Children. Those envelopes, they just put You'd that towards the floor. You'd pop the in, wouldn't you, if someone yeah. died Absolutely. on the flight? We'll be selling some perfume and collecting money from the person who died in row A12. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so what's your final answer, Gabriel? Maybe it's just like they take him skydiving because it's a nice thing. Maybe they want to go skydiving when they're alive. Yeah. Like, Let's do it when he's dead. Yeah. So just throw them out of a plane. And just no, no, just like you can incorporate him to the parachute. You know. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe well, it's like a tandem. Yeah. Maybe it's tandem, and then part of the ritual is halfway down they go, "I release you." Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'd quite like that. Unfortunate for the people below, but that's you know <laughs> it's not your real problem anymore, is it? Once you've let go of them. But ironically, if that was how the, the previous person had died... I know. That by being be. hit oh, by, a, by a sky death. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Out of I, the pan into the fire. Absolutely. Uh, so, the ones on the left, brackets politically, um, what is your answer? I think the pallbearers just throw the body up and down in the air, like a certain number of time, maybe the age the deceased was. <laughs> punches you're like 21 22 so the pallbearers throw them so if they were 75 years of age the pallbearers have to throw them in the air 75 times yeah because they deserved it they lived long (laughs) okay Avery is that your final answer are you going to back him on that or do you have another suggestion Uh, I have actually read about this it's um it's sort of similar to they they tie helium balloons like um you know up 
to the to the coffin and then it floats off somewhere. But the problem is the balloons, when they get down to the ground and they deflate, hedgehogs get caught in them. When you say you've read about this, <laughs> where have you read about this? I'm highly sceptical about this reading. About helium balloons tied to a coffin. Yeah. And then... Sure. Then the hedgehogs get tanned. tanned I'm, I'm tanned sorry. Up. No, you're right. I should have gone with straight hardline facts on this one. <laughs> what am I? What am I even doing here? Fair I forgot this was my dissertation defence. <laughs> Hive mind of the audience. Do you have any smart ass answers? Uh, yes. Did they cremate the body and then throw the ashes out to the highest point? Oh, cremate Ooh. the body and throw the ashes to the highest point? That yes. just makes sense. Yeah, that <laughs> makes a lot of sense, yes? Do they put them out on a mountain and let vultures eat them? Put them down, put them down on a mountain and vultures eat them? Oh, great. Or? I was going to say the same. You were going to say the same? <laughs> okay, hive mind, yes? Yeah. I think it's... Uh, I think they do the burials live on Sky TV. (laughs) (laughs) Burials live on Sky TV. Okay, so any buzzers for throwing the ashes up high? Any buzzers for uh, showing the death on Sky TV? (laughs) And, and, And any buzzers for taking it up a mountainside and leaving it for the vultures? And you are correct, Hive Mind. It is. They are cut up, put on a mountainside, and left for the vultures. What does the Finnish government send to every parent for their newborn babies to sleep in? I actually think I know this. Fantastically corrupt, mate. That that doesn't mean that my memory is working, though. Sorry, do we get points for thinking we know an answer? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because I would like to claim all questions going forward. I think I know the answers to those two. I think that they get a cardboard box, and in the cardboard box is bedding and uh, uh, nappies and things for... This is a real answer. It's not a funny answer. Um, But they... uh, As opposed to my other ones. (laughs) Anyway. um, I think they get a cardboard box, and it's got bedding and... Uh, and um, dummies and nappies and at the end if they don't have if they can't afford a crib they can use the cardboard box as a crib I think so it's a Scandinavian project to put babies in boxes. Yes. Okay. So, and they're very easy to mail at the end of that. The postage is quite cheap. Or could I say as an inclusive show, or female? Or female. <laughs> what does the finish... <laughs> that deserved more, guys. That was actually very... Yeah, yeah. What does the Finnish government send to every parent for their newborn babies to sleep in? The ones on the left, politically brackets. I would say maybe paperwork. <laughs> If the baby poops in the paperwork, then it's complete. And you get the birth certificate. It's the only signature they can do at that age. Yes. Paperwork. Okay, Avery, is that um, your final answer? I'd like to go with the same as Felicity's, <laughs> but, um, but it, it, I know the name of it. It's called a startish. Oh, a startish. Okay. And then they, they you say... You say you know the name of it, Avery, but last time you claimed to have read about... A helium balloon coffin with a hedgehog situation. Well, see, you've only had you've only had the first part of the joke. Okay. So sorry. Yeah, I'm so you... sorry. I fucked up your punchline. I'm so sorry. I really thought that was. Re- I'm so sorry. I really should stop believing you. Yeah. Uh, it's just because you know they startish, so they'll finish. Oh. <laughs> 
actually believed that. I was, I was, I was actually... So seduced by that answer, I didn't see a punchline. I was Wikipediaing startish. Because, uh, <laughs> Yes, yes, I was really close to being like, that's very good. Extra points for getting the finish right. They start you so they finish. So, hive mind, what does the Finnish government send to every parent for their newborn babies to sleep in? It's a box. A box? It's a box. Buzz, if you think it's a box. It is, in fact, a cardboard box. And it's the end of the round. And the scores the ones on the left, brackets politically, with five points. Woo! Fantastically corrupt with 20 points. Yeah. And the hive mind with 20 points too. Fantastically corrupt, mate. You are neck and neck with the hive mind. The ones on the left, brackets politically, you might as well go home. <laughs> okay. The, the left always loses. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The second round is everyone's favorite round. Idioms! What is the meaning of this foreign phrase which we have literally translated into English? Fingers on buzzers. In Germany... They say, something is dragon fodder. What is dragon fodder? Fantastically corrupt, mate. I'm using all of my hobbit knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to say gold. That's really, literally the only reference that I have. Dragon fodder, gold. Because Mal loves them. I think is the word magic, magic, magic in my head. I don't don't know. Magic. Maybe can can combine the two. Do you have OCD? (laughs) Magic, it's magic, it's magic. I've got to say it three times, otherwise the world falls down. You would think that humans would be dragon fodder. Yeah. Or like St. George. I doubt the Germans are saying anything to do with St. George. (laughs) You don't know. I do, because I've got it on my card. Yeah, you do. You know. I'm Um, the only one that knows. What do you want to go with? What do you want to go with? No idea. Come on, game. I think it's people. Just people, mate. Dragon fodder refers to people. Yeah, because they're like fodder to the dragon sticks. Okay. Dragon fodder refers to people. Uh, The ones on the left, brackets politically. 
I don't think I can answer this. I haven't gotten that far into Game of Thrones yet. <laughs> I'm afraid it's a spoiler from season eight. Yeah. Um, like, big food. Like, if there's a lot of food, because dragons are big and mm, they would need... Like a feast. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Radu Isaac? English stories? Maybe they refer to... Because I think, like, the English have a lot of stories about how def- they defeated dragons. <laughs> So when somebody's kind of bullshitting, it's dragon fodder. Oh. It's interesting that you, you equate English stories with bullshitting. Um, hive mind. What's dragon fodder in Germany? Yes. Red rag to a bull. Yes. Red rag to a bull. Cannon fodder, like, if you're in the army, they don't like people, you just say, go walk in that minefield. Right. So directing a soldier to go and walk in a minefield because you don't like him, like a cat cannon fodder. Okay. What are you, eight? Yeah. <laughs> dark, mate. That is dark. That is dark. But you are dark when you're a child. How old are you? Fourteen. Fourteen. Great. Okay. <laughs> Don't assume. There's nothing worse as a fourteen-year-old boy than being assumed by a grown woman to be an eight-year-old. Yeah, but he thinks I'm fifty and nearly dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the answers the hive mind are going with are cannon fodder. Buzz now if you think it's cannon fodder. Red rag to a bull. Buzz now if you think it's red rag to a bull. It is, in fact, the gift a man gives a woman after he fucks up. <laughs> so I was right. It's gold. Ah. No points. Ah. No points. No points. In Persia, they say, I want to eat your liver. <laughs> what does that mean? Fingers on buzzers? Fantastic. You're made? You're an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, okay. I want to eat your liver because you're an alcoholic and it will, it will go down very well. It is the nice Chianti. Okay. Uh, I want to eat your liver. The ones on the left politically, brackets. Some sort of PG blowjob where you <laughs> kind of lick upwards from the genitals. A PG blowjob? I have literally never heard of a PG blowjob before. Uh, glo- hive mind, I want to eat your liver. In Persia, they say that. What do they mean? Literally. Literally want to eat your liver. It's not an idiom at all. They just mean it. Uh, yes? You want to take on their troubles, so you want to share their. Oh, want to take on their troubles. Okay. Is it literal? Buzz now? Is it, you want to take on their troubles, Buzz, now? It actually means I love you. Oh. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, I love you so much, I want to eat your liver. And apparently it's something they specifically say to children. Like, you're so cute. I want to eat your liver. It's like you're so squeezable baby. You go, oh my God, I want to eat your liver. You're so cute. I think that about my niece. I want to rip her head off and eat it. I just want to drown her in soy sauce. <laughs> Okay, so um, Felicity Ward is diverse because only she understands this reference. I want to point out that we're the closest to the real answer. Uh, In what way? Blowjob and love. No, it's sent to children. No, Radu. No. Still the closest. Uh, In in France, they say you have an arse full of noodles. What do they mean? You got arsehole of noodles. Uh, yes, uh, the ones on the left. Have a terrible <laughs> case of worms. <laughs> terrible case of worms. Come on, we've all seen them, haven't good, we? Good answer. Haven't we? Can't dance. Fantastic crop mate says can't dance. Oh, arsehole of noodles. Got an yeah. How can you dance? So, uh, Kive Mind, any answers? Yes. Piles. Piles. Ants in your pants, that's all. Ants in your pants. Fidgety. Fidgety. Uh, fidgety, okay. Uh, all right, so are we going to go uh, hive mind with piles, buzz now, or ants in your pants? Okay, the correct answer is, in fact, you are very lucky or jammy. So lucky you've got an arse full of noodles. <laughs> Ned Sedgwick, explain. 
Um, I'm not sure anyone can explain that one because, I mean, how could that possibly be lucky? That's kind of anyway. That's that's uh, okay. the wonderful world that we I live mean, in. Even hard or soft, neither are good. Yeah. No, that's like true. Cooked noodles or uncooked noodles? <laughs> Bad news. Not interested. Maybe it's ironic. And it's the end of the round. Yay! And the scores from Ned Sedgwick. The ones on the left with an impressive five points, the fantastically corrupt with an even better 20 points, and Hive Mind with a brilliant 25 points. The next round is the team's round. A member of each team has come prepared with a question based on their culture or family background. At least we hope they've prepared. We asked them to. (laughs) The ones on the left brackets politically. What is your question for fantastically corrupt, mate? So in Romania, when you say about somebody that he went to sleep on one of his ears, uh, what does it mean? Went to sleep on one of his ears. Just wasn't listening. He wasn't listening. Went to sleep on one of his ears. Yeah, like he's not like you know, like yeah. Or can't concentrate or something. Which one? I'm going to go with. Yeah, I think wasn't listening. Wasn't listening. Gabe's answer. Wasn't listening. Can I just get furniture because no one else gets to answer this? When you go to sleep on your hand. They say it's like somebody else giving you a PG. Um, is it something to do with a sexual practice to do with you falling asleep on one of your ears and then... I deliberately disconsidered a couple of sexual questions. <laughs> yeah. What so, no. It means uh, you basically only hear what you want to hear. Ah, uh. oh, very good. Oh, we all like that, didn't can, we? Can you, say, can you say it in Romanian, please? Uh, Lovely. Oh, very nice. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, fantastically corrupt, mate. Uh, what is your question for the hive mind? Oh, so, um, it's my, something my grandma used to say. Um, it's about a man or a woman. Uh, so someone's talking about them, and they would say, oh, don't worry, he or she is feeding honey to the goats. So what does that mean? They're spoiling them. Spoiling the goats. Just getting, like, Spoiling the goats? They're too good for them. So giving someone something is too good for them? Yeah, I was going to say pearl before swine. Pearl before swine. Okay. So audience, is it spoiling somebody, Buznell? Or, or pearls before swine or giving someone something too good for them? Okay, it's that one. Gabriel, what is it? It's not none of those. It's uh, you're not good with money. So it's like, you know, um, you've got honey. Why are you going to give it to a goat? Goat's... Don't give a goat to the oh honey. Oh, you know? God. I feed honey to the goats all the time. Consistently, it's almost all I do. I just get up in the morning and go, those goats really are looking for something sweet, baby. Yeah. I was wondering what you were doing at the zoo the other day. I thought it was very peculiar. <laughs> yep, I was feeding honey to the goats. The hive mind, have you got a question for the ones on the left politically? So, uh, in Colombia, and this is translated from Spanish, but if you said that somebody's giving a blowjob to a rooster, what does that mean? Okay, so in Colombia, you might say someone's giving a blowjob to a rooster. Is it something something about getting up early? Like you're so, you're waking up so early, you can get in there before the rooster wakes up. <laughs> Just so I, I give you. I mentioned it was consensual. Well, there was nothing in that to imply you snuck up on the rooster. <laughs> I'm not I'm saying it's snug. You know, it's sort of a, when you're with someone for a while. It's not. It's not non-consensual to give them a treat. Oh, I see what you mean. When you're with someone for a while, you can assume a blowjob <laughs> yeah. to wake them up. You can assume it's okay. So, so how long has this person been with the rooster? And are they leaving together or? Is is it just a sort of casual thing? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's beyond casual if you've gotten to the place where you 
you want to cheer up their day like that? Yeah, you want to start, give them a good you're, start. You're not start heading out the door anymore. Okay, so yeah. so is that, Radu, do you have another answer or is that your final answer? I'm thinking maybe uh, wasting sperm. If you give a blowjob to a rooster, <laughs> you, could, you could have used the rooster to get more chicks. So it's pearls. More chickens. Okay. So you're kind of wasting your... Uh... So it's pearls before swine again. Uh... <laughs> All right, is let's it, go I, with the first, let's go with Avery's answer. I'm sorry. Pearl necklace before swine. Okay. Please, I'm sorry. So Avery's answer, uh, which is getting up early. Uh, no, what, what you're doing is you're deadpan lying to somebody. They believe everything you're telling them, but you're just lying to them and making food out of them. You're giving a blowjob to a rooster. <laughs> it's not clear to see the parallel there. <laughs> so you're the person giving the blowjob is the winner in this situation. <laughs> That's very peculiar. So it's it's lying to somebody's face. You're giving a blowjob to a rooster. They don't even notice you're doing it. Maybe roosters don't notice when they're. It, it feels like with the definition, it makes less sense. Yeah. I think, Sorry, Avery. I think we need to give them my answer. Just you know, take that back to Columbia. Say, hey, this is probably a little better than what you've got going on. Yeah, it's true. Could you could you ship ship our definition back to Columbia? I mean, not to not to be even more colonialist than white people have been, yeah. but Thinking you know, it's so unlike a white person to go, yeah. hey, you know your culture. <laughs> this, this we can improve idiot, on it. This idiom you have does, doesn't make sense. Oh, um, Colombians, so, you've got it so wrong. We're going to give you a list of things which would make sense, mm. um, and you can choose from one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's the end of the round. And the scores were Ned Sedgwick. The ones on the left were fantastic, 10 points. Woo! Fantastically corrupt with an even better 25 points. Woo! And the hive mind with an unbeatable 30 points. Yeah. Unless, you know, somebody goes ahead of him in the next round, in which case they are beatable. Our Round is the s- <laughs> Our final round is the round that eschews corruption. It is the smash the patriarchy round. Hey. Uh, we have just one question about a minority group who successfully rose up and managed to overcome their hardships and throw off the yoke of oppression, also known as the stick it to the man round. There's only one question in this round because it doesn't happen very often. Um, this round may only contain one question, but it's worth double points. So if you are the losing team, this may be your opportunity to stick it to the man. But if you're in the lead, you have to remember you are now the man. That's you, hive mind. Fingers on buzzers. Why was the successful bloodless anti-imperialist coup in Portugal on the 25th of April 1974 called the Carnation Revolution? The ones on the left, brackets politically. Yeah, we just decided to press as soon as possible because this is our only hope of having a decent showing at all. Right, okay. And uh, you with that time you've bought... with uh, the double points. We want the double points. Yeah. It doesn't double, matter. Double points, please. <laughs> okay. We're golden, the underdogs. We deserve rule. the points in this round. Yeah. You, you, your answer? You will be unsurprised to know that the successful bloodless anti-imperialist coup in Portugal did it, it, didn't it, happen because they just said, hey, government, we want double points. <laughs> was it led by women? And that's why it was so... You said it was a bloodless coup, didn't you? Yes. Was bloodless it, coup. Was it women that weren't on their period? <laughs> Non-menstruating women? So just we, PMS. It's not just really like blood. Is that your final answer? Like 80% chance of that being right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, women not menstruating or, or hive mind? 
Hive mind, yes? Was it because they survived the whole thing on UHT milk? <laughs> Did they survive on UHT milk? Any other guesses from the audience? Why is it called the Carnation Revolution? Did they use the flowers as symbol? They used the flowers as what? As their symbol. As their symbol? Okay, so use the Carnation milk, buzz now. Uh, use the, the symbol of the Carnation, buzz now. In fact, the protesters put carnations in the guns of the soldiers sent to put down the protest. It's no good saying, I thought that, Felicity Ward. You've got to say it. If you'd said it, you'd have got the point, sir. You'd have won. Absolutely. And it's the end of the show. Ned Sedgwick was the scores. The ones on the left with a steady 10 points. Steady. It's good to be reliable. Good to be It's a moral victory. It's a moral victory. Yes. We pillaged the globe the least. <laughs> Fantastically corrupt with a great 25 points. Yay! And the hive mind. And hive mind once again the clear winners with 35 points. Irrevocably proved that while comedians are funnier than regular people, regular people are cleverer than comedians. <laughs> Congratulations to the winners, commiserations to the losers. Please give it up for Avery Edison, Radu Isaac on the one to the left, and our fantastically corrupt mate, Gabriel Abulu and Felicity Ward, Ned Sedgwick in Pennant's Corner, and Mark Hodge on keyboards. I've been Deborah Francis White. Good night. You have been listening to Global Pillage, hosted and created by Deborah Francis White. The questions were set by Ned Sedgwick. Music was by Mark Hodge. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp. The producer for the Spontaneity Shop was Tom Selinski. Thanks to Maud Pierre and everyone at the Etc. For more information about this and other episodes, please visit globalpillage.net. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.